The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. The Izone, Michigan State's men's basketball student section run by MSU Athletics Department. The Izone is much more than just the student section. Today, we are here to tell you all about the legendary organization. Hello and welcome to a kind of different episode of Exposure. I'm your host, Kelly Nice. And I'm Manit Patel, and today we're here to talk about the Izone. But before we do that, we have to go all the way back to before 1995 when the Izone wasn't a thing yet. Before the Izone, we had the Spartan Spirits, and it was a small student basketball, student basketball section before the fame we have today. That's right. Coach Izzo was just an assistant coach until 1995 when he became the head coach. So before that, we just had a small student section like we do for any other sport, like soccer or volleyball. And they never planned on changing the name, did they? No. Actually, they were planning on keeping the name Spartan Spirits, but they host an annual t-shirt contest for student section t-shirts. A student named John McPherson sent in a t-shirt with the iconic name The Izone, and from there, the name just stuck, and it's been The Izone ever since. The student section was led by two friends named Derek Barber and Jeff Heck. The boys were the ones who coined the phrase journey to the tourney that we still use today. With the growing success of MSU's basketball team, the success of the Izone only grew. The club started with about 150 members and today it is almost at 5,000. It was even voted in the top five of all student sections in the United States by Sports Illustrated. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's good to meet you. So I just have a couple questions. Um, yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about who you are? Yeah. Um, and as, re- as it regards to the Izone, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my name's Ryan Cole. I am uh, a 2018 Michigan State graduate um, and former sports director at Impact. Uh, but uh, I was an Izone section leader from uh, 2015, so fall 2015 to spring 2017, um, my sophomore and junior years at Michigan State. Um, so that's that's who I am. Can you like describe like the journey from just being in the zone to being a section leader and how that kind of worked for you? Yeah. So um, I was. I mean, I. I grew up being a Michigan State fan and always watching the basketball games and always wanted to be on, you know, on the big screen, you know, when they shoot to the fans and everything like that and show the crazy students on TV. Um, So I always wanted to be part of that. And uh, so I joined the Izone my freshman year. I went to all the games and everything and, uh, and I just wanted to get more involved in kind of the background, um, you know, the, 
the the people that put everything together uh, and organize it and try to make it as best as they possibly can just as an overall unit. Um, so I applied to be a section leader um, before before the end of my freshman year and uh, and they let me in uh, and then my sophomore and junior years, you know, basically would get there three hours before tip off of every home game and go and, um, you know, I'd be in the front row and everything, but my responsibility was to get everybody else involved. You know, I, I felt like I was one of the loudest members, of course, but, you know, um, it was all about getting everybody else to, you know, be as, um, out there, I guess, and, and, you know, help this overall section to be the best it could. What's the application process? Like, I didn't even know that you had to like apply for it to be a section leader. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually don't know if it's the same now because my freshman and sophomore years, it was run by the future alumni. I forget. I, I emailed you yeah. the, the name of it, but, um, it was, it was an application process and I actually didn't find out until like after I graduated. Uh, cause I just figured they would just, you know, take anybody and just make sure you knew something about the basketball team basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like have somewhat of a care about the zone. I guess they only accepted like 30% of the applicants, which I was surprised by. I thought it was <laughs> I, like, I applied and I went and interviewed with the uh, the two that were kind of leading the section leaders, um, Ben and Lauren, and they just kind of, you know, asked me a few questions, asked what ideas I had, and, uh, and they let me know that I was in, and uh, yeah, went from there. Can you tell me a little bit about what alumni involvement is like? Because I know there's like alumni games. How do those work? Yeah, so there's one alumni game each year. Um, it's typically over winter break. Uh, because the current students, the current is own is not there. Um, so, and, and so they had one at the beginning of January this year uh, against Nebraska. And basically they sent out an email, I want to say in November, or maybe early December. And, and I, I, I believe it goes out to former, all former is own members. Um, I'm not sure exactly who gets it. But it, the athletic department sends out a special code that you can order your tickets. Um, you can buy a ticket for yourself and a guest. So I, I was able to bring my wife, who was actually never in the zone and never even went to a, a home basketball game. Um, and, you know, it basically is like they they'll give you a, a shirt to wear. So everybody's, you know, in unison wearing the same kind of thing. Um, uh, but I tell you what, I am like that, that's one of the best days of my year every year. Of course, last season, we didn't get to do it because there were no fans. Um, but I've done the alumni is own game now twice. And it's just been awesome getting to not only like go back and relive like some of the, obviously some of my best memories uh, yeah. at Michigan state were in the is own. And so you get to like go relive that a little bit, but you get to see old friends too. And we've gotten a great group of, of friends, like 10 to 12 of us uh, together the last couple of times um, to all go to the game together. And, and even, you know, this last one, uh, one of, one of the couples that's in our group, they got engaged 
right before the game, we went to the Sparty statue and, uh, and Cameron proposed to Kylie. So it's just, it, it's just a whole, it's an event. Like I took a day off work and I don't, I don't get a lot of days off work <laughs> at my job, but I just kind of felt it was worth it. We, mm-hmm. you know, get to East Lansing early and get to, you know, see the old place and, uh, uh just check everything out. And, and then, like I said, I got to take my wife to her first his own game, but, but yeah, it's, it's, there's one game a year. Um, you know, there's no like alumni section leaders or anything, but it's pretty much just, if you're an alum, you can come back and, um, you know, kind of relive it. And, and I think because it's the one game a year that the alumni get to go back and be part of it, um, it's always pretty raucous in there. And it's not, you know, because, because the current students, they kind of, if it's Michigan, they go crazy. If it's Northwestern, they're like, eh, you know, if it's mm-hmm. Southern Utah, like you can hear a pin drop in the built. You can't really hear a pin <laughs> drop, but you know, it's, it's not as exciting for yeah. them, but no matter who the opponent is for the alumni zone, it's an exciting time. So that makes a lot of fun. The Izone was voted the fourth best student section by Sports Illustrated, like way back in 2006. Like, so what makes it so great that you still come back as an alumni and Sports Illustrated notice us? Like we're just a tiny school in Michigan. Well, not a tiny school, but a school in Michigan that no one really pays attention to. We're not UCLA or anything, you know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of the biggest, I think, when I was thinking about, you know, what makes the Izone so special. It's that we do like you know, his own members, past, present, future, all care so much about Michigan State that they're willing to lose their voice for the following two days if it means they go to a game and scream their heads off, you know. And, you know, it really, I think, helps to put the basketball program on the map even more, even though they do a ton of winning without the his own, you know. I mean, you know, Tom Izzo's been there with, 27 years now and they I mean they've built up this incredible tradition just as a basketball program but I think part of the basketball program is it's really hard to go into the Breslin Center and win and that matters a lot to um to national pundits like Sports Illustrated or ESPN or you know what have you there's a recognition that it's really hard to win at the Breslin like Michigan State wins 85 to 90% of its home games. And that's absurd. Like that's, that's really, really good. And a lot of that is, yeah, they're really, you know, they've got talented players and everything the team does. And is a great coach, but it's, there are games when the, the team is flat, but the is picks up the team. And that's what makes it one of the best in the country is that no matter what the is will be there, be loud. And, um, and it's, it's one, the, the Izone has won the team a few games, you know, over the years, just solely because they force an opponent's mistake or they, um, you know, they, they pick up a player who might be down and then he ends up hitting the big shot uh, at the end of the game. And I think that's what keeps everybody coming back for like why it's so special and why people will like me will, you know, vouch for, the zone's strength, I guess, uh, you know, when it comes to those polls, because number four, I think it's probably three spots too low. The Izone student section tickets are iconic for selling out almost immediately. 
and students must jump through crazy hoops to get a good seat. They host a camp out for members every fall where students hope to last through the night in hopes of getting a lower bowl ticket for the upcoming season. Can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what your involvement is like in the ISO? Yeah, so I was uh, a member. I was a uh, student section leader for two years from uh, 2019 to 2020. Um, started uh, going to uh, basketball games in the zone my freshman and sophomore year, and then uh, applied to become a section leader and got the got the gig. So <laughs> I was able to uh, do that for two years. So that was a fun and unique experience. Can you tell me what it's like to be a section leader versus just an actual student in the zone? So uh, the the big difference is like uh, the stuff we do on game day for like preparing for the game. So we get there about hour and a half, two hours early, depending on, you know, the opponent or the game or, you know, what uh, uh, promotions the athletic department's running. So we'll go there about two hours before and then help set up. So like put the, um, like the bag, the paper bags, the uh, promotional items, the printouts. And then uh, once we get that done, we wait till the gates open. Uh, when the gates open, we scan students in. Um, well, half of us do, the other half are down um, sitting in the seats kind of conversing with uh, the students, uh, welcoming them in, uh, pointing out any new chance or any, uh, you know, information that the athletic department may want to provide to the students about the game. And you said there was an application process. How does that work? Yeah, so it was, uh, it was, they, uh, um, like I said, they would, uh, you know, um, sorry. No, you're good. We, we would, uh, like put in the newsletter, like, hey, if you would like to apply for a student section leader position, um, you know, email so so and so or whatever the email was for the student, the athletic department, um, and then they would reply back. So for me, I responded to the email. They set up a time for an interview. Said, come with like two or three new ideas. So. I, I, I was a little bit of a hardo and I printed out 10 ideas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, uh, just bored one day and just brainstorming. So I had that, but yeah, so I went up to, uh, 1855 place, uh, in the athletic department offices and, uh, three current student section leaders interviewed me. So they asked me questions about, you know, what I like to do, you know, why I'd be a good fit. And then they came back pretty quickly, you know, that I got the position. And so that, that's really the process, just like one interview and, you know, kind of looking at how you answer the questions to the email. So I know a lot of the zone is run by the athletic department, but what is run by the students? So we would need about, I want to say, five or six times during the year. Um, we help like plan the zone camp out. 
So we had like a couple uh, big meetings going into that. Now my senior year was unfortunate because the camp out like got canceled because of the weather. So, which obviously that that's an issue, unforeseen issue, but um, for the most part, just kind of like brainstorming ideas. And then we'd have a uh, director who worked directly with uh, Jim, who's the guy, I think, Jim Donatello, Donatelli or whatever, forget, forget the last name, but um, yeah, he he's the direct correspondent with us, so we would bounce ideas off of him, like what would be fun, what would what worked in the past, what would not work, and then we coordinate the event. So um, from the, that, from what we do is it's just coming up with ideas, kind of the creative, and then. Uh, leadership standpoint having people that like if you go to a game and you had like a question or an idea you'd go to them because all these people that got there early were uh they, they knew who we were <laughs> for better or worse and uh kind of helping organize and make sure the you know being kind of a vessel for the athletic department as well as like providing creative and younger uh uh ideas or whatever can you tell me a little bit about the camp out? Yeah, so um, we hold it every year, weather permitting. Um, and so it starts usually about mid-afternoon, late uh, evening on a Friday, and then goes all the way to the night to about like 7 a.m. Sometimes so when the weather is permitting, he wakes us up earlier. So that's good, but it's an incredible experience to, you know, uh, uh, meet the players, um, like take pictures with them, kind of brings people together. Um, from a, his own section leader standpoint, we would help run the event by, you know, scanning people in, making sure they get checked in. That's always the fun part was doing the three check-ins during the night. Yeah. <laughs> people wanted to get out of there. Um, and then, you know, kind of being a help for any like issues that arose so we have we pretty much stayed up most of the night in case people had questions or had any issues arise um yeah but overall just helping out distribute t-shirts you know just being staff if you will <laughs> what other events are put on by like the zone um so we when i was there we kind of it was the camp out and then we kind of tried to do um like different like watch parties or whatever but because of covid like that kind of got shut down for the most part but um yeah it's pretty much just the the camp out and then another one is the alumni uh his own section so um when the alumni would come back we some volunteers would come back and uh help like get the the alumni the wristbands and um check them off and get them their t-shirts so kind of doing what we did for the camp out but in a more condensed fashion oh can you tell me how lower bowl works because i know yeah. you do a lot of stuff to get in the lower bowl so it's a, a based on a point system so okay. um when you're a freshman obviously you come on with zero points or if you're a sophomore and you didn't do the zone your your freshman year, whenever you start coming with zero points. So you get points for going to the camp out. Um, and then you get points for every game you go to. So um, my freshman year, 
I think I was able to didn't get I was able to still go lower bowl because a lot of games um were like eaten. You had like bad opponents, so you could if you were on top of it or on the ball, you could sign up because they do like three tier systems. So mm -hmm. in the uh, first wave, you got all your high point people. Your second wave is your lower points or whoever attended the camp out. And then your third wave is people who didn't attend the camp out. So um, freshman year, you're not, you're, yeah, you're getting probably about 50, 50 lower bowl, upper bowl. Most of the upper bowl are for the good games. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously the team improved. <clears throat> sorry, significantly um, in the second year uh, with Miles coming back and Jared. So it just depends on like the, the team and the uh, demand for tickets. But basically you get points for every game you go to. Um, if you don't go to the camp out, those points don't carry over. So say you got, you went to 10 games your freshman year and, but you didn't go to the, camp out your sophomore year back to zero. So that's why I think that's so important. Um, now there's sometimes we grant excuses, but it has to be like a legitimate excuse. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was funny hearing some of the excuses that would come in like hay rides or, you know, <laughs> different oh, things yeah. where you're like, you're like oh, I don't think that's a good excuse. So um, was, there's some comedy in there, but it, uh, for the most part, they were pretty um, not too strict about it, but <laughs> there were times where it's like, no, you have to show up. <laughs> <laughs> and who keeps track of all the points? So they, uh, the athletic department does through like scanning. So when you uh, we scan you and it goes to the system and then, you know, we were keeping track. Uh, we just had a tally on an Excel doc and then that went to um, went to the athletic department. Why is the zone so big? Like, why do so many people care so much? It's just a student section. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think it's kind of one of those things for me, at least personally. Um, growing up a Michigan State fan, you watch on TV, right, and you see all these guys, the kids going crazy. Um, and you kind of just want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think uh, it's great. Like MSU is a great, like athletic uh, university in terms of basketball and football. And there's also other great programs, but I think basketball and football get the most like television time. So I think from a general perspective, there's a lot of people that go to the games because they want to get on TV. Um, <laughs> you know, being in the lower bowl, you have that ability. And also just being very close to the action. Um, and I think also Tom is a, does a great job of kind of being a, you know, a beacon kind of uh, firing up and really being the face of the end zone, even though he's not in the end zone. I think there's a lot of people, even if they're not there to, you know, get screen time or be, uh, take advantage of some really good seats. I think they just are, you know, diehard uh, fans of not only the team, but, uh, the coach and the players. So I think overall, just having a team of like 15 guys to like football, there's so many guys on the team and they're wearing helmets, but the basketball players walking on campus too, they're pretty, pretty visible. So hard to so miss. Like, yeah. yeah. 
so I, I think there there's a little more of a, a cult following if you will for basketball players like for instance uh not to pick on these two guys but when thomas Kithier and foster lawyer were here they were necessarily great players but still people enjoyed watching them just because uh or root for them just because you know they're like recognizable guys and <laughs> i think a lot of people could relate to them <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit more about the different chants and stuff like do you guys all come mm-hmm. up with them or is it just the cheerleaders like how do you like do that yeah so beginning of the year we would like workshop different uh chants so we had one where it was like we had a lamp and a bunch of moths and all the moths would come to the lamp. That one wasn't great, but we still have the lamp, we still had the lamp in the cardboard cutouts uh, for a while. Um, another one we, we came up with was somebody, you know, the um, finding Nemo where there's all those seagulls and they're going mine, mine, mine. So we had that one where people would just go mine, mine and make up another a one that they I know they still have because they did it at the alumni was um, the sneeze. So it'd be a big tissue box and you go, ah, ah, ah. And then when he shoots you, a chew. So the germaphobes, I mean, I don't know if President Stanley's too big <laughs> on that with the um, the COVID, but um, that one. Oh, and the staple of the zone is always the, the miss, miss, miss in honor of uh, uh the offensive lineman back uh, about like 2014 or 15 who was doing the the, the yes chant uh, after a touchdown. So, yeah, we kind of just <laughs> come up, see what would work, and kind of change it up a little bit for me. And then... If you would like to check out the Izone in action, tonight at 4.30, the Spartans are taking on the Maryland Terrapins at home. For more information on the Izone, check out our website, impact89fm.org. I'm Manit. And I'm Callie. We'll see you next week. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly Exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.